You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Thirteen hours, right? Yeah, so it'll be fourteen from now. Thirteen from when we get off the air. That's, I have to tell you, man. What's what's more depressing? The fact that it's it's pitch pitch dark outside, or or that? I'm not I'm not really sure. Also, we can't wait to bring you countdown to kickoff tomorrow morning at eight a.m. Eastern time. It's going to be awesome talking Super Wild Card Saturday in the National Football League. Uh, got a great sixty minutes planned for you. Our pal Matt Moore is going to join us in just a second. Uh, we will give you all our bets side in total. Super Wild Card Weekend of the National Football League coming up in a little bit. We'll take a couple more of your favorite football bets for the weekend from the YouTube and the Twitch chats coming up later this hour. And uh, NBA and NHL bets for tonight as well. But joining us right now, the aforementioned, the great, one of our favorites, the awesome, the legendary, the sensational, the wonderful, the terrific, Matt Moore. Uh, from the Action Network on Twitter at HP Basketball, the Buckets Podcast. And be sure to check out the Action Network uh, app and actionnetwork.com. Matt's got a bunch of columns right now in advance of uh, the NBA trade deadline, talking NBA trade talks, how it impacts the betting markets. Uh, NBA trade deadline, by the way, less than a month away, coming up on February 8th. Matt, welcome back. And also, Matt, uh, a very uh, concerned Chiefs fan ahead of tomorrow night's game against the Miami Dolphins. Matt joins us here on the show. Matt, welcome back. Nick and Ken. Uh, happy Super Wild Card Weekend. How's it going? Good, man. I bought short ribs to put in the, sh- in the slow cooker tomorrow. Uh, got a big meal plan. I always cook on Wild Card Weekend. It's my favorite thing. I spend two days doing short ribs on Saturday, chili on Sunday. Uh, Going to be a great weekend of football. I'll be watching basketball, betting that as well. It's a good time. Good time of the year. So Matt's stomach on Monday will not be for the uh, Eagles and the Bucks game. Might be a, might be. Not a pretty picture, but the two days in the meantime, they're going to be electric. It sounds really good. Uh, anything in the slow cooker, I feel like, always sounds, always sounds pretty good. She can't go wrong with short ribs. Matt, we we talk about uh, big picture NBA topics with you when you have you on all the time. We talk about MVP when we have you on all the time. 
we need to spend some time on this <laughs> because it's kind of like the it's the betting topic du jour at least in the NBA just to like frame this for people like how crazy this has gotten i have like a bunch of sports books up right now uh Joel Embiid who uh was leading the straw poll uh by margin was on his way to winning back-to-back MVPs is going to miss uh the game tonight and maybe more games uh, this calls into question whether he can win MVP because if he misses a total of 17 games this year um, or a total of 18 games, excuse me, he is ineligible. He can only miss 17. Tonight will be number 10. He can only miss 17. Tonight will be number 10. He is up to nine to one in a couple places now to win league most valuable player. And so the market has gone crazy with the idea that like, is he going to come? We don't know when he's coming back. They got a back-to-back. They play Jokic in the second game next week. They play Houston in the first game next week in a back-to-back. What do you make of this? Do you know when Embiid's coming back? Are you betting into this market? This is pretty crazy right now. I don't know when he's coming back. I would tell you that I have a lot of confidence. There was a report right before we came on the air that uh, he's practicing and uh, might be available Monday or Tuesday in Sixers terms. Like Everybody might play at some point, but I will say... I expect him to play Tuesday, no matter what. Uh, it's a home game versus Jokic. There's a lot of ways in this wor- in which this works out for Embiid, and maybe like one of the optimum ones for him is that he is so dominant and looks like he's going to win, and is top of the straw poll, and everybody agrees he's MVP, and he doesn't have to like keep it up because oh, I missed too many games. Ah, you know it's a shame. He would have won, but. You know, he just didn't win. The, he didn't actually have to put the, the foot down. He's played, I was telling you this before we went on the air, Ken, he's played in two games versus teams over 500 on the road this season. Two. One of them was a Hawks, and one of them was a Thunder with Chet Holmgren at 208 pounds at center. So, great team, but big advantage for Embiid there. He's going to have to play some of those. They have a number of back-to-backs left. Their, their schedule is not necessarily rest advantageous over the back half of the season. Um, I think there's a very strong possibility he is going to wind up missing too many games for the, to win this award. All that said, like if you're trying to figure out when to, to plan the market, wait till he comes back. And the, if you already have an MB position, that's awesome. Wait till he comes back. He will probably win and look awesome versus Jokic because they're at home in a great spot on Tuesday. The numbers will probably flip. Oh, Embiid's back. He's going to play and look at what he just did to Jokic. And then you have an opportunity to get in on whoever else it is that you want. But I will also say that after the straw poll was a lot of like, that was the first moment of in, of introspection on the award, right? Of like, who do we think is going to win this thing? Like, what, what does this look like? And a lot of the smarter analysts were like, you know, I hadn't really actually thought about it much, but man, it looks like it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. So I will continue to say that the best bet in the market is going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander, who has a wider margin than Embiid, I think is right there with him by any measure that you want to get to and has actually done things like play versus good teams and beat them and not run up his stats versus the wizards. So I think there's a very good chance that Shea is probably the best bet right now, but I would wait until after Tuesday when I expect the Sixers to beat the Nuggets. A fascinating market right now for NBA most valuable player. Uh, Matt, obviously we don't want you to give everything away here and look like Matt, candidly like he comes on our show a lot we love having him we want you to support matt so like matt's got his trade stuff up right now his trade talks columns right now at the action network website and all his stuff is worth reading so be sure to check it out on the action network website but matt maybe like one or two things it can be one if you think that's appropriate Uh, just like give us a little something here like a little taste from your column something that you think could be interesting for our listeners and viewers we want them to check out the full thing on the website but something that you think is interesting right now a little less than a month away from the nba 
NBA trade deadline that could maybe flip the betting markets, turn them upside down, maybe a little less dramatic, whatever. Look, I think Pascal Siakam is the best player on the market that is very, has a possibility of getting moved at the deadline. Like, There's a lot of players, I think, that could get moved, but Siakam's at the top of it as far as what we know right now. With that said, uh, his preference is to stay in Toronto because he wants the five-year Ultramax from them. That's what he wants. He uh, has, is going to be an unrestricted free agent, and he has been indicating to all these teams, Indiana, Sacramento, that they, he will not agree to resign. That doesn't mean he won't, but he won't. If you're trading for him, you have to understand he's going to enter unrestricted free agency, and he's going to look around and he'll choose whatever is like the best spot for him. He won't commit to resigning with anybody upon trade, which I think moves teams that are more attractive for both NBA players and teams and guys looking to contend probably into the conversation. And that leads me to the Golden State Warriors, who have Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins contract first round picks, some good young guys like Moses Moody. They have the ability to put together a trade package. I would not be surprised if that's the kind of move that the Warriors look to make as it gets closer to the deadline. I don't know what that means for Draymond Green or Clay Thompson. I don't know what that means for the rest of that org as they try and evaluate everything right now to save a sinking ship. But I will tell you that the Warriors probably have a better chance of pulling the trigger on that deal with their confidence in re-signing Siakam than a team like the Kings or a team like the Pacers. The Kings are also involved in teams like they'll be in conversations if the Sixers try and add a third star like Siakam. They'll be in conversations with the Sixers on bringing in uh, Tobias Harris. They'll be looking at that. Um, the other big name I think is is obviously DeJounte Murray. This has been widely reported. He's a clutch client. So guess what? He's linked to the Lakers. I've heard that the Hawks, if they include Austin Reeves, the Hawks will be amenable to moving DeJounte Murray to the Los Angeles Lakers, but that gets into a power struggle with between Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, and Clutch Sports in LA that continues to be very fascinating to watch unfold, not only with roster decisions, but with how to manage coaching with all the pressure on Darvin Ham. Yeah, there was a report earlier today, right? Like Darvin Ham's job is not in jeopardy, but like the, yep. I, the sort of unsaid there is like the fact that the, somebody needs to say that means that like we're in some kind of rocky times for the late, right. like, you know, not, you know, and that was it's not like uh, the, the Celtics are coming out saying Joe Missoula's job is secure. And like, <laughs> no, like, we're not doing that because they won, won a billion games. Like Chris Finch, he's, he's okay in Minnesota, guys, not on the hot seat. Um, I that was Chris Haynes, right? Tonight. Who's like, who's yeah. like LeBron's guy? It's like it kind of feels yes. like, and like Chris Haynes does a great job. It kind of feels like that came from LeBron, which is not right, not or a at criticism least like, at all, just like an opinion, right. yeah. Right, that that camp wanted that report to get out there for, for now, which is all very interesting. Matt, we could do games tonight in a second. I want to just read you the Western Conference standings, and I know you know them, but just so our, our our listeners know them, because there's like a very interesting decision point I think coming from a betting standpoint. So you were talking about like the Warriors might add because they need to play better, they need to win more games. The Lakers might add, because they need to play better than they would need to win more games, just to even make it in the 10-team, like, play-in tournament field. So the 8 seed right now is Phoenix. We can even talk about that, but we don't have to. So Phoenix is the 8. Houston is the 9 if the season ended today. The Lakers are the 10. Utah, who I find absolutely fascinating, and no one likes them, are 11. And the Warriors are 12. So if the playoffs started today, the Warriors wouldn't even be in the play-in. The Lakers would be tied with Utah for the last spot. Is this as simple as, like, the Lakers and Warriors do enough to get back in the 10? They're obviously trying to do that. Or is something crazy going to happen? Are the Lakers and the Warriors not even going to make the play-in tournament? 
So I think the Lakers probably have the best chance of kind of stabilizing. Like, look, look how variant this has been where it's like they win the in-season tournament and it's like they look like a title contender and then they absolutely bottom out after. Like, they're a high variancy. They're going to look good. They're going to look terrible. If they're able to add DeJounte Murray, I honestly think that that shifts things quite a bit because that basically what you're doing is it takes D'Angelo Russell, who's a negative that you have to bench and hide, and it gets you into a, a plus starter, Okay. And Austin Reeves, under the radar, one of the worst plus-minus players in the league this season, just as a heads-up. So there might be some addition by subtraction with them as well. I honestly do not think that I can get on board with the Warriors. Like, they are too broken. The biggest thing here is, like, look, if they were still, if everything was like, yeah, well, when Steph and Draymond play, everything's great, and they just got to figure out all the rest of it. That's not this. That was last year. They're losing the Steph minutes. And if you're like, well, well, it's Wiggins. No, no, no. They're losing the Steph-Draymond minutes without Wiggins. Like, that's not working. That doesn't mean that Steph's playing badly. It doesn't mean that Draymond's not playing well. It is about simply, it is not working there anymore. But with the Lakers, you do have some positives. They have won the LeBron minutes early, and then it's gotten rougher as it's gone on when Davis has picked it up. So you kind of have a little bit of steam there. I will tell you, like, look, Houston, if you want a team that's looking to add, take a look at Houston. Houston is actively pursuing upgrades. Like, they are not like, oh, this is so good. We're no terrible anymore. Good for us. Like, we're going to make it to like 35 to 40 wins. No, they're like, no, no, no. We want to be a playoff team. How can we be a playoff team right now? So they're going to be just as aggressive as these other teams in trying to get in. If you're looking for value in playing tournament or playoff odds, Houston's probably the team I would look at the most. I, just my opinion, I kind of think the Warriors should fire Steve Kerr. Not going to happen, but just like kind of like what I think should happen, maybe to try and like salvage things. Seems like, by the way, m- make the playoffs, no minus 215 right now for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Matt, I'll let well, Ken, I'll ask you about like your bets for tonight in a second. In about 30 seconds, though, you gave us great stuff earlier on NBA Most Valuable Player. Any other like award take you have here right now in about 30 seconds so we can save time for bets for tonight on a loaded Friday slate? Yeah, I still think Anthony Davis DPOY has a lot of value because even though the Lakers have been bad, they're still hanging out around 11-12 in defensive rating schedule adjusted. So if you think the Lakers are going to stabilize, and I kind of do, I just think voters want to give it to Davis more than they want to give it to anybody else. Now, look, Gobert is it's obvious, okay? Like best team in the league, best defensive in player on the best defensive team. It, there is a, a big gap there, and I understand it. But I do think that as Davis continues to make huge plays, they will cont- voters will continue to want to give the award to Davis. And I do think that if something were to happen where Gobert misses some time or the Wolves slide, if there's just a little bit of regression on the defensive end and the Lakers kind of get to back to where they should be, top five, I think Davis is probably the best value. This can be a five-second answer, Matt, before we do tonight. If the season ended today, who would win six man of the year? Oh, pass. Uh, I, I, you know, I would say um, right now, probably Bogdanovich out of uh, Atlanta. That's the probably the the answer. But they're not a playoff team. There's no good answer right. here. That award is yeah. messed up, and I don't know where to get yeah. to with it. Cole Anthony is my best bet right now. Hashtag Jordan Clarkson when the Jazz make the playoffs. That's like all I'll say about that. So I mean, he's, he's, he's scored like, score like yeah. 35 points a game and they get win every game, though. right, to be fair. You, yeah. have to win. Yeah, you have to win enough. You have to win enough. Matt, we have, I, I only saved you a minute for tonight's bets because we had so many interesting questions. So you got 60 seconds. The best you can do here are your favorite bets for tonight. Uh, Utah minus two and a half. Let's go, Ken. I like yeah. that versus the Raptors at home. Raptors at the end of a West Coast road trip. Jazz, the power rating has not adjusted on this, so I, st- I really like that spot there. I'm on Orlando plus three and a half versus the Magic. Uh, this matches up very well for them, where the Magic have a three have a uh, advantage on the offensive rebounding 
uh, component. They're better on the offensive glass and actually three-point margin. Anytime the Magic face a team that can't outpace them from three, which the, the Heat profile has, Orlando tends to cover. So I like Orlando plus three and a half. I laid the wood with Minnesota minus 13 and a half, but that's 16, no longer playable. And I love under 229 and a half in the game I'm literally going to be leaving for as soon as I get off this call. Pelicans at Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets have been a home under team. I project this under. There's a lot of uh, trends that support that as well. Uh, I like under 229 and a half for Pelicans Nuggets. Well, I hope if you like bets, that was that was a really good like 40 yeah. seconds. Matt, five seconds here. How much would we have to pay you to sit outside of the Chiefs game tomorrow night? Five seconds. $10,000. I got to tell you, man. I feel like you are all way low ball on this. Appreciate it, buddy. Enjoy the game tonight. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Uh, and, be, and look, Matt supports us. Action Network app, yeah. Action Network website, Buckets podcast, NBA bet stream from the great, and, and the Twitter at HP Basketball. On the other side, our NFL bets for Super Wild Card Weekend.